0: Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co host, Ananga Sivier. We come together weekly from Kent and Lelanah and share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today, we're celebrating surpassing a milestone, 8 million downloads. And we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for listening in. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. We're going to roll right into our show today. And both Ananga and I are grateful to our daughters for participating in this episode. We wanted to talk a little bit more about the pandemic and how it is affecting young people, young adults. It's something we hadn't covered yet. As we know, the pandemic has been a shadow in all of our lives for almost a year. And while we've talked about coping strategies during this time, we really haven't addressed our young adults and how they're doing in the world during lockdown and navigating a very different world in school and at work to stay healthy. So, today we're sharing what we've learned from our daughters about their experience, along with their suggestions about how young people can care for themselves. So, what we're going to do is kind of rotate back and forth between the questions that we asked our daughters and their answers. So, I'll begin with the first question that I asked my daughter, and that was, What is it like to be away from home at art school for the first time during a pandemic? And she said, it's not like anything I expected. Sure, when you leave home, you're nervous and understandably lonely sometimes, but COVID amplified those emotions tenfold. And I have online classes, and I'm stuck in a very small apartment for most of the time. And as an introvert, it wasn't that bad at first, but lately the isolation has gotten horribly dull. And I feel very lucky that I can go home sometimes.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think a lot of us uh, can really resonate with that introverted nature that at first thinks it's okay. I certainly felt that for a while, you know, not so bad, you know, we, we get to stay home and work our way through our book pile or whatever we want to do. But then yeah, when it goes on for a long time, it's very similar to my daughter's response. I asked her, What challenges are you faced with working from home during this pandemic? She shared that she's experienced intense anxiety in recent months. Uh, She said in the UK, we're in our third and longest lockdown, which has gone throughout the winter. The first lockdown here was in the spring. So this is much more challenging with what feels like endless grey outside. And she said not being able to visit the places where she finds solace and inspiration has been really challenging also not being able to see friends and family and that she struggled with a lack of variety being in the same place and seeing the same things every day feels tiring to her mind so it's the same as your daughter's response that things just starting to feel dull and she said the isolation has continued now for so long that she's had to look really deeply and confront her anxiety and underlying emotions and she's looked at the effects of past trauma that um, previously she didn't feel there'd been so much space or time to respond to. So she's chosen to address those deeper areas of
0: emotional disturbance. What was coming up in my mind when you shared that was the, the blessing and the curse of doing that work because yeah. it's big work to do. It's big work. Yeah. She's a young woman and uh, boy, our daughters are just Something else, aren't they?
1: <laughs> they really are. It's very interesting to to have these conversations with them and to Yeah. To see, you know, what what they're looking at. And because the thing is when you're suffering with intense anxiety, it's that monstrous elephant in the room that you don't want to face. Yeah. So we go out and meet with friends and family and we do things and we go to parks and gardens and do whatever fills us up. And it's good. It's good to do those things. But that Monster is still in the room. So I think during lockdown, many people have been stuck in with the very thing they're trying to avoid. And it's heavy. I next asked my daughter, what challenges are you
0: faced with having all online classes while she's away at art school? Because as we know, we go off to school to not only have our classes and courses, but to meet people, to spread our wings and and step into our Adulthood. And she said that first off, it's not what I went to school for. <laughs> it's nice to not have to go anywhere sometimes, but I feel like my learning is greatly impacted or stunted because I'm not meeting other students or getting to know my professors in person. And that she has to rely on her professors to have good communication, which not all of them do, uh, and strong lectures and information. That would be more potent in a class setting, and that she understands that that they're in the learning curve too, having to take everything online, and and so she's been very understanding about that, but also a little bit frustrated because the tuition hasn't changed. You know, there's there hasn't been any special break for every having everything online, and so while she's in these classes where professors are learning how to be online. Uh, that feels a little bit strange to her. She says that she suddenly has to be a lot more on top of things than she thought she would be. And I think what she meant by that is the Zoom stuff, the the class times, the tech glitches, the follow-up, making sure that everything's buttoned up and that it's hard to manage herself when it comes to the days when she just doesn't want to be there.
1: Yeah, I think this prolonged pandemic is really showing us the power of connection, isn't it? Face-to-face connection. There's just nothing like that direct transmission of information where you can see somebody and and hear somebody and mix with your peers for um, inspiration. Sure. I think that's uh, definitely a hugely challenging thing. And I think my daughter would say much the same. She very much likes to go to botanical gardens with a sketchbook or you know just go out for a walk and a cup of tea to be around other people that's something we can't do here at all and haven't been able to for many months and it's a loss of a liberty we're not resenting it but sometimes there are days where you just feel that you need to walk and meet a friend and when it's not possible you realize how much those formerly normal things mean
0: The next question I asked was about my daughter's mental health. In the past, she's struggled with panic attacks and high levels of anxiety. And while she has learned some wonderful coping techniques, both on her own and through the work that we do, she really has to be mindful. And when I asked this question, she said, it varies and that it's not been easy. But when she's feeling depressed or getting stressed out, she tries to cut herself some slack and that she feels lucky to have teachers that care and understand mental health. And that if this weren't the case, she thinks it would be a lot harder to take care of herself at this time. But she says, you know, it's a pandemic. The country isn't functioning the way that it normally would. And I think cutting myself slack and not getting upset for not working as much as I normally would is very healthy. And that it's okay to give herself the days where she just takes care of her basic needs, even if that means she just cleans up, gets some food, and does what she needs to do to make herself happy. Mm. We talked about this, and then she also uh, was kind and and wrote the stuff down. I thought, wow, she's really come a long way to understand that 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 really is okay to take some of that pressure off which would cause the panic which would cause the expectations
1: yeah yeah definitely really a good move and I think for all of us again that applies that there are days where we just need to as she said clean up get some food rest do something that makes you happy mm-hmm. it's good advice and, it, and it's good to hear how others are coping and and what they're experiencing. And we realize we're pretty much all in the same boat. You know, the, the minute details vary, but the overall experience seems to be very similar considering our daughters are in different countries and different environments. So I asked my daughter how she was caring for her mental health, and she said by focusing more on what's within the realms of her control and hasn't been touched by the effects of the pandemic, the constants in her life, trying to stay in alignment with those. But she feels some relief uh, to say that she's feeling the benefits of leaning into anxiety. And she shares that to support herself, she takes bark flower remedies. She makes her own personal blend and she changes it up every few weeks according to how she's feeling, different feelings that are coming and going. And she's enjoying reading more, reading in spiritually inspiring books, Listening to lectures, I notice she does that a lot in the evening, particularly before she goes to bed. Anything that helps her cultivate a bigger picture outlook that spans beyond the pandemic. And she shares that she also meditates every day. And she works as an artist, so she likes to continue painting and gathering inspiration where she can. And she feels that this is an opportunity, although challenging, to treat this time like a long winter. And for her, that means a time of withdrawing and revisiting old sketchbooks and ideas. And she's taking the opportunity to teach herself new techniques that require long spans of sort of uninterrupted concentration.
0: And that's such a healthy outlook and choice for her. The next question and the final question that I that I asked my daughter was: what suggestions do you have? for all of the young people who are struggling right now. And I guess this doesn't have to just apply to young people, but for today's episode, that's what we asked. And she said to invest in your friendships and that she suggests setting up a time to call friends, watch a movie. She does a lot of connection uh, on discourse with other artists. She suggests a software called Teleparty, which I guess is something that um, that you can, it's an app or a program or a destination. I don't know. I haven't been to Teleparty, <laughs> where where you can set things up and watch a movie with a friend. She just did this two nights ago with a friend who lives in Vancouver. And they had popcorn and they had conversation and watched a movie and it was such a i could tell like her energy changed significantly and she's also a gamer so she plays video games to connect and connects with others while she's doing that she also says that if you're feeling low don't expect too much of yourself if you're trying to get a lot of work done schedule time for it but don't overexert yourself if you're struggling listen to your body. She says that if she has a lot of homework, she does her best to break it up into chunks over the week and prioritizing and figuring out which project is most time sensitive and starts with that and she mentions that you know perhaps your professor might give you a little extra time on something to finish up and if so that sets you up to repri- reprioritize the rest of your assignments. So she's really coming at this from a a student place, but she also says that to remember to celebrate what you can accomplish, no matter how small it is, whatever it is. And then finally, to be kind to yourself and others. She says that most important, don't get angry at yourself if you're struggling. And I promise you're not the only one and I'm sure your teachers, boss, parents, whoever you're around is feeling stressed too. be gentle with yourself. This pandemic will pass and you will get back to living out in the world soon. Mm, sage your advice. My heart is so full uh, listening to both of them and how they're managing and how they show up. Yeah.
1: So I asked my daughter the same question. What suggestions do you have for young people who are struggling right now? And she said, give yourself the gift of growing a bigger picture mentality. I think this is very similar to what your daughter closed with. She said, this pandemic is a blink in the span of history. Though it feels very intense day to day, it can be helpful to look outward uh, while we're still honoring our personal emotions and struggles. And that helps to take you outside of your own head. Her other tip I thought was a really good one was, and it's something we have spoken about on the podcast, Watch where you go when you're suffering. Mm. Watch what you turn to when you're suffering and ask yourself, if, if I keep going here for relief, what effect is that going to have on me in the weeks to come? Is it serving me well or is it going to not help me? Uh, she said, in times of suffering, it's easy to develop habits that in the long term are harmful. And we do them because we want quick relief in the moment, but they usually leave us with more to deal with down the line. Wow.
0: Oh my gosh, such good advice. And while I was listening to that, I was thinking about the uh, the place where I started going for relief when COVID went, you know, the first lockdown uh, last spring was comfort food, food, feeding my discomfort. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to realize what I was doing. I'm very blind to it because it was such a second nature thing for, for most of my life. Have been addressing it recently. And, and like she said, because leaving you with more to deal with down the line, I packed on extra weight. I started to eat things that I knew weren't the best for me. I was still doing a lot of things. Very well, and getting a lot of healthy food in my body, but you know the meals that we would might make once a year uh, were being made more than once a year that kind mm, of thing so yeah. that's how I identified when when she said that and I know for other people that it, it might be alcohol, it might be uh, stopping moving your body and doing something else for a quick fix or um, more screen time or binging uh, whatever you binge so that's Wow, very very sage advice.
1: Yeah, I think Netflix are doing particularly well out of this pandemic. It's just so easy we have these devices at the end of our, you know, fingertips that are just there and can take us anywhere. But often not anywhere useful. And for myself, I realize that there are mornings where I would check in on friends on Instagram and still be there an hour later. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I'm just sitting here scrolling. And then check your emails and go back. So I've made a concerted effort to try and change those times into um, educational times, looking in on courses I've taken in the past and refreshing what I've learned or looking at new course material, things that I love to explore. So at the moment, I'm beginning to explore a bit more into Vedic astrology and really enjoying that. So if I find myself going to scroll or just kind of feeling a bit flat and stuck in the chair and making myself pick up a book or sure do something more interesting and more educational. And the last response from my daughter to that question was to cultivate sweet exchanges with others and she shared that in the first lockdown she kept a list of friends who she wrote letters to and they sent each other little natural gifts of pressed flowers and mini paintings. She actually made this tiny book about the size of a postage stamp. She hand-bound this tiny book and sent it empty to an artist friend who painted a little tiny painting on it and then sent it back to her. And then she painted the next picture. And it's been going backwards and forwards between them for months. That is so cool. Such a cute thing. And then you see it come in the post and, you know, what's been added. It's such a sweet, sweet thing. So she's been doing things like that. And then she said, when she'd go out for a walk, she'd look out for leaves and flowers that she could press and send to friends. And she said, sending letters has a personal beauty to it. And she loves getting posts. And in the act of giving a little something to someone else, it helps you go beyond your own suffering. Yeah. So she she said, it's beneficial both ways and it's good to lift someone else's spirit.
0: What a blessing to get feedback from our daughters about their experience and to be. Beaming with love uh, to see how far they've both come Mm -hmm. and to also have the knowing that the way that we're showing up as their mamas and, and the work that we do has been helpful for them as well. Yeah. Their answers showed me that, both of them that they get it, that they are really awesome young women.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking we've been together uh, working with Anxiety Slayer for 11 years now, so I was just doing the maths, I guess my daughter was 12 when, when we started.
0: Mm-hmm. And mine was 10, yeah.
1: So they were both quite young when we, when we started this work, so yeah, it's fantastic to see them both moving into young adulthood and mm. sharing what they've learned.
0: And if it feels good to you, perhaps you can answer these questions for yourself or have this conversation if you have a young adult uh, that a child or nephew or niece or friend that you, you can ask them and engage and put some of our daughter's suggestions in your own anxiety slayer care kit. And add to them and just it opens up the dialogue for what what are our young people doing and how are they caring for themselves and to let them know that we care. And I have one more gift to share that I found online that I thought was so helpful and tied in beautifully with what we've already shared with you today. A woman named Elena Mikalkova wrote this. My grandmother once gave me a tip. In difficult times, you move forward in small steps. Do what you have to do, but little by little. Don't think about the future or what may happen tomorrow. Wash the dishes. Remove the dust. Write a letter. Make some soup. You see, you're advancing step by step. Take a step and stop. Rest a little. Praise yourself. Take another step another you won't notice but your steps will grow more and more and the time will come when you can think about the future without crying
1: oh i love that
0: isn't that so beautiful
1: oh that's beautiful that's going in my journal this evening that's just perfect
0: yeah i thought so too well thank you ananga i'm so grateful And, and please thank your daughter for participating in this episode I'm really, really grateful for what they both had to share. Me too. If you love our podcast, please consider exploring our Patreon for loads of Anxiety Slayer extras for calming anxiety, including exclusive posts, guided meditations, tapping sessions, popular episodes from our archives, and behind-the-scenes conversations. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Thank you.